I think that was a game design testing, and I also think it was testing the LL system as well. Hello, all, and welcome to episode 25 of the Win and In podcast. Uh, this podcast is just going to be me and my buddy Gabe, you know, uh, the, the two amigos. Uh, it's just going to be more of a casual one. Uh, we are without Jonathan or any of our other multitude of guests that we've had before, but uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, we're filming on a, a weekday, and the reason why things are a little different today is because um, it's not the weekend, and I think we're going to try to change it to where we film on weekdays, so that in order to keep a consistent uh, podcast schedule going, mm-hmm. instead of all these RTNs, but enough with the excuses, let's get into <laughs> those RTNs. Holy cow, uh, yeah, they're, they're coming Yeah, in. Yeah, they are, they are. So... I played in three so far, Gabe. You played in one. Um, we are none of us are qualified to go to nationals yet. Uh, <laughs> I made two top eights um, and then bubbled out of one, and then you bubbled out yeah. of one as well, right? Yeah, we bubbled out of one as well. Didn't didn't do well enough, but yeah. also it runs. And I don't, I don't think I'll be making any other RTNs this time around. Um, I got I got more. one more go to. So you got it. You got this in the bag. We're going to hype you up in this podcast, and you're going to roll I am going to go see the boys at Reno again. Uh, that's where I played the Pro Quest, and I was able to get it there. So hopefully at least get top four. That's all I really want. I obviously want the Jubil, but, you know, we'll see, see what right. goes down. So, um, like, yeah. out of the out of, so you, what, you top eighted two of them? Yes, top eight. So two. what heroes did you get? Both the same? Both different? Oh, yeah, I got both Cofoil Uzuris. And, like, I do want a Cofoil Riptide as well, but I think the Uzuris worth so much more. So I think I could just kind of sell the Uzuri you to get the could. Cool. Did, you, did yeah. you see what I posted in the Discord the other day about Uzuri? Got the first Living Legend points? Not Uzuri. Um, uh, Azalea. Oh, Riptide well, Riptide too. did as well. Yeah, you're right about that. So, so yeah, a, a, lot of, a lot of new heroes got some points in this uh, RTN. We're seeing a lot of uh, good results off of Oldham and Lexi. Dromai has gotten some good results as well, as well as Azalea and Uzuri. Those are kind of like the top five as far as the biggest decks, but uh, just about every hero has gotten a win. Uh, I mean, even as far back as Dorinthia, she's mm-hmm. gotten a couple, and I think three now. We're seeing the uptick in Bravos. We saw a Reiner in the top eight of the Battle Harden uh, in Antwerp. So it's really a really nice meta where you can be really open and kind of just play any hero to get you there. Um, of course, you know, a lot of these are local metas that are these RTNs. So, but that's where you would play most of the time anyway. So local meta, you can kind of just go in with any hero and have a chance to take it. So that's pretty nice place we're at. Yeah, no, super sweet. Like I know when we jumped over to Spokane, all the boys were on the decks so that they're just the most comfortable with. Like it was their go-to deck type of thing, you know? Yeah, so that felt pretty good jumping in over there. I uh, I top eight it with a Bravo, and so that's not like one of the big top fives, but I also top eight it with Lexi as well. So yeah, it just goes to show you kind of play any hero nowadays. Yeah, it's that's so cool. Well, I think one thing that I thought was kind of crazy, I saw it on Twitter a lot. Um, there was a lot more Kano's at all the metas than everyone thought. Like even at our place, I think there were like two or three, and then I kept just I had a rant about that. <laughs> Yeah, I had to face two of them as Lexi, and I lost to one, beat the other one, uh, lost to a, uh, a fellow guest, Peter Budensick, uh, who was playing Kano. <laughs> He's um, a good Kano player. I'll give it to him. He is him. a good Kano player. So, 
Uh, yeah, Kano's actually in a good spot right now. Um, if you can avoid the Dromine matchup, you're 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 sitting pretty good. Um, Cheyenne went with Dorinthia and beat a Kano. Uh, so, you know, I guess there's always wild cards as well. So, but Kano definitely does better in the in an established meta, and the meta is kind of getting established right now. Mm-hmm. Um, which kind of takes me to one topic I want to talk about. I'm seeing it a lot in Twitter. Um, Thank God we're on Flesh and Blood Twitter because Magic Twitter is a firestorm right now. Want to get into that right now. Yeah, <laughs> but Flesh and Blood Twitter has its own little drama, and the drama is what the drama is going to be the same for every season. And it's like, what cards should be banned? That's oh, always That's the argument. Um, but a lot of a lot of the Lexi cards being targeted for the ban, and um, I don't know. Uh, just seeing kind of how the results from these RTN seasons are going, it kind of feels like we're probably not going to see any sort of bannings. I understand Lexi's doing well. She has good matchups, but we're seeing heroes still prevail regardless. And I think that's what LSS wants. But what's your thoughts on that, Gabe? So, yeah, no, I've seen the exact same thing. People getting really angry at Three of a Kind and Codex Frailty and all that. I don't, I don't think Razor. Lexi needs Rain Razors, too. Um, I don't think Lexi needs to be banned at all because, like you said, it's not winning every single tournament. But there's mm-hmm. a lot of other great counters which are doing well at tournaments. So, like Uzuri, because isn't Uzuri more favored into Lexi? Uzuri has a slight edge. Um, Oldham, it can have a slight edge. It kind of depends yeah. on how things go. Um, like, yeah, I don't think I think Lexi isn't as dominant as the force as she once was. I think she's starting to get figured out. I think yeah, no, without a doubt, and like. The deck's good, but people only get really angry about it is when you get that high roll turn, and that's when right. people start screaming for the bans when they see three of a three of a kind in a row. Yeah, three of a kind, <laughs> rain razor turn. They start, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I think um, it's just people like they've never seen these cards really played before because you know Lexi was more like under the rug, like it was there, but you didn't watch people play three of a kind like last year at all. And so now that people are seeing it, they're like, yeah, we got to. I think she always played it. It just it was more of those one of those things where it was. She would three of a kind and then mm-hmm. shoot with just two arrows instead of three True. or four arrows. Yeah, I guess um, it definitely is better now than it was, but yeah, it has more reach now. I, um, Rangers just weren't as much of a thing, I guess, was my point. So people weren't yeah. as hot on the radar, like, oh, that card's busted, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah, no, exactly. So, yeah. Um, so I think we're good. I think, you know, we're going to, in the next BNR announcement, we are going to, we are going to have a change mm-hmm. because Oldham with Pablo Pintor piloting the deck won the battle or the calling Antwerp, mm-hmm. uh, giving Oldham his last points needed to LL. He is going to be officially living legend and be the first hero to living legend in both Blitz and CC format. Um, and that happens next week, really, like yeah, after RTA season. Yeah, that's coming up hot. I think if we're on the Twitter and we're talking about um, Pablo Pintor, LL and Oldham, I think my favorite meme was the one where he LL'd Chain and then he LL'd Oldham. And now what's next, you know? Yeah. And I'm going to say something like, I, I think that is a pretty good meme. But I also think, mm-hmm. you know, Really, I think Michael Fang put more points onto Oldham than like anyone else by far. Mm-hmm. So, I think if you want to really point a finger at someone LL and Oldham, I think that's the the guy to do it. 
Yeah, no, I would agree. I think it was just the final hurdle is kind of where I thought it was fun. Yeah, okay. yeah, no, for sure. It is. It was a good one. It was a good meme. Now, do they have uh, a, a tracker like they did last time for who got what points for the hero? I, yeah, they're going to have the leaderboard. They're going to have, like, the quote-unquote, like, Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, that's it's really coming down to these are, these two weeks of RTN season. It's coming down to your last chance to put points on the board for Oldham and to have your name in that Hall of Fame. And I haven't played Oldham, you know, like we broken up, but uh, this last RTN, I might just do it just to, you know, he was, he's my favorite hero. So uh, I might just do it just to get him the points and uh, have another Tales of Aria hero to get some points in for. So we'll see. We'll see what goes on. I'm not dedicated to one deck. I might even play Kano. I don't even know. So we'll find out. <laughs> hey, I like the way that sounds. Yeah. Oh, so we'll man. see what all goes down. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. Oldham will be no more. And it'd be kind of curious to see how the meta shifts. But I got to be honest, like, even if Oldham didn't LL, and I'm actually happy he did, because mm-hmm. with the new Prism coming out, it would have basically, like, soft banned <laughs> him. You know? Like, he wasn't yeah. going to be able to run rampant anymore. So... I'm glad to never have to play that matchup again until this new Living Legend format comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Prism or playing Oldham into a Prism, I, I, albeit a new Prism, but I would imagine it's going to be the same deal. It's just a nightmare. So uh, don't have to worry about that anymore. Oh God, I remember that. Just you typing me up like when we were going down to that battle hardened, and I was playing Oldham. You're like, if you hit a Prism. It's just over for you, buddy. And like, yeah, you just lose. Dreading you just it, lose. So I think that is a very valid point. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but that also does mean that other heroes do get a buff. Um, one that I can think of is uh, Azalea and Uzuri. You know, Oldens were really bad matchups for them. They get a buff. I know Dromai players are always going to say they get a buff. I got to imagine Vincent going to slow down though i don't know <laughs> right um yeah we'll find out um and then i guess that's about it because everyone else either had a decent matchup or it was kind of close mm-hmm. Oldham really held down azalea and uzuri the most i think though i think like even though like some of the matchups were decent or whatever i'm just happy he's gone because i don't like playing against him you know it's, it's that long brain game that's just not that fun I will say, like, so, you That's know, Olden's my favorite hero, and I do, I like playing as him, but even as playing Oldham, I don't particularly like facing the mirror or mm-hmm. um, Dromai, and it's not because I feel bad into the matchup, I actually feel pretty good into those matchups, it's just, I know how those games go, and they're never going to be short, they are definitely <laughs> going to be the long game. And they always mm-hmm. go in one direction. There's not really like, oh, I could get this like, you know, cool, awesome pivot turn. It's usually just going to do the same thing over and over, and you're going to get basically the same result every time. So, oh, yeah. uh, I have sentiment there as well. It's just at least those games don't have to be played so much anymore. Um, the one big time control deck is gone. He's no more. Yeah. So, well, I am curious if. We're going to get another control deck um, in Dusted On or afterwards. Well, I'm kind of looking. I, Vincent might be might be more Guardian-like than I previously yeah. thought. My thought? Okay, sorry. Now, I want to get back to this Vincent. No, go for it. I go do for like it. the idea. Just come 
the way the shell looks with the hero art, but we'll get there. Yeah, that's, that's where I was at, yeah. So, we lose Oldham. We lost Bravo star of the show. Or, or yeah. Now mm-hmm. we only have Bravo showstopper left. Mm-hmm. Were yep. they not supposed to, like, give us a new I mean, Bravo eventually because we LL'd one? We, and now we have, like, no Guardians, really? We do have Valda and Yoji if you count Blitz. I'll just mention okay, those I guys. Guess. <laughs> I guess. But yes, uh, we are down to one uh, Guardian. Um, you know, I don't know. We haven't really changed. Like, this prism is going to be the first prism, and this uh, mm-hmm. Vincent is going to be the first Shadow Runeblade that we've got since they both LL'd. So it might just take a bit of time. It'll be the next set after, and then we'll get our new Guardian. That it was the original plan. Right, is that uh-huh. once your hero LLs, they will print your hero in the next set. Obviously, Dusted On would be way too soon. Oh yeah. So ideally, the next set, but you know, Prism players had to wait a little bit. Uh, Chain oh, yeah. players had to wait a little bit. So I don't think it's going to be as quick as it was once said to be. Um, so yeah. My thought, like, so so does that since Bravo Star of the Show was a version of Bravo Showstopper, does that not account for the same ruling i do don't think? think we're gonna get a bravo star to show bravo. i don't think we're gonna get elemental wizards or uh would, guardian yeah no i would agree yeah i now, think that was a game design testing and i also okay. think it was testing the ll system as well personally that's a little a little bit conspiracy talk but that is kind of what i think starvo was there to do is test the ll system um I think that Starvo will reappear um, as far as like a type Starvo light card where mm-hmm. you have like something like the Emperor where you have multi-class or something like that. I think that will appear, but it will not be the only hero. I think you'll have a, a set that releases at least two, if not three or four heroes that have multiple classes what or what have you. Um I think Starva was just there to test it. So I think totally. maybe down the line in the future, it could be near future, could be far future. I think that's something probably to come with this game. I'm excited for it. That sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, I actually think Starva was a great design. I would just, I think he would have done, oh, he God. wouldn't have been as impressive if you had more heroes that were like that. So yeah. Yeah, just the whole triple fusing. You have all your elements. That that was cool. I really yeah. like the volts. It was it was very cool. It was a it was a cool new way to play uh Guardian. Um which we'll get into our next uh, topic here is that uh we've gotten some spoilers. Um mm-hmm. and yeah, since we're talking about Guardian, we'll talk about the one that I'm most hyped on for. Yeah. Um and that is let's, let's hit up the spoiler page. The Starstruck um, Dude, the art is crazy. The art's pretty good. <laughs> I I like I I don't remember who mentioned it. Um, yeah, damn, I can't even give him a shout out. But uh, someone said that it's always funny when Bravo's getting serious, he'll resort to just punching. I people. saw that. I yeah. saw that too. <laughs> That's a good tweet. Yeah, because Crippling Crush, he's punching. Mm-hmm. Starstruck, he's punching. They're both Bravo specializations, um, and those are. Both just killer card, but let's talk about Starstruck. It's a yellow pitch, uh, seven cost, comes in for 10. So has like the same stat lines as like Righteous Cleansing. Uh, blocks for three, of course. And then, yeah, the crush effect. The crush effect is just overwhelming. So just if you deal four damage to a hero, so if you crush them, uh, they can't, uh, the only attacks that they can play or activate during the next turn 
are attacks with base power greater than the damage dealt this way. So if you crush them, if you deal just four to them, they cannot attack unless it has a five or higher attack value with it. And that includes weapons, which is insane. <laughs> like the fact that that just could eliminate attacks for an entire turn is gnarly. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, no, that's just almost a time walk, like a little soft time walk. Yeah, like it yeah. It depends on the hero you're going against, but if you're going against the Fi or something, it's just, that's it. <laughs> yeah, 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 like Fi, Briar. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of heroes that would just struggle to come out of this. And it says base power, too, so it's not even saying, like, you know, like, mm-hmm. arouse the Ancients wouldn't work, <laughs> you know? Uh, you, you couldn't come in if you're arousing. It's just, it's pretty gnarly. Uh, and that's just if it crushes. Like, so if you deal even more, yeah, just forget about it. Obviously, it being a seven cost, you might think, oh, well, that's going to be hard to do. But Crippling Crush is a seven cost. And yeah. if you've ever played a Bravo, you know you're going to get Crippling Crush in that game. So uh, very achievable. And the fact that it pitches for yellow, just icing on the top. And then might as well get into it because we're going to be talking about this ability quite a bit here and i imagine we're getting more spoiler cards with it which is unity uh when this defends together with a card from hand create a seismic surge token under any number of heroes uh control so uh interesting that you can do it under any number of heroes that's a little bit of a upf format mechanic but you could just do it for yourself get yourself a seismic surge um you know maybe that's allows you to swing in for choke slam for mm-hmm. just a blue and a red next turn so Kind of cool. On t- top of that, that's pretty neat. Um, the Unity mechanic is a mechanic that rewards you for blocking. Um, this game has always been more of a uh, attack-focused game. And so now we're starting to get mechanics that are happening for all classes that rewards you for blocking. So mm-hmm. Oldham's gone, but blocking is still going to be a thing. Which is good because I think some days I kind of forget to block. I'm like, oh, I'll just take it all, you know? Like, why yeah. Yep. So it's all it's is telling us. We just the aggro mentality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just to calm down and read your cards and block a little might not be a bad thing. Might not be a bad thing. I mean, like, obviously, <laughs> that's one that you probably want to try to put priority in playing, but, you know, sometimes you're forced to block and you get a little reward for doing it. So that's kind of nice. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, like, so with like how much you value a card for like the percentage points. Well, having the unity then give it just a little more when you block with it, because I think I just think that's gonna be great too. Just on that point, like you just get an extra point of happiness. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, you get a, in this case it'd be almost as if it's like a free resource for next turn, so yeah. not too shabby. Um, shall we get into some more? Oh, I'd love to. All right, so another card with unity. In fact, every card we're gonna talk about has unity. Uh, this one is Chorus of Iron Song. We are getting a Dorinthia specialization. Um, this is another yellow pitch. Uh, you know, Dusted On being a monarch set, you expect a lot of yellow pitches. Uh, you know, cost two, or cost one, sorry. Pitches for two, defense for three. It's attack reaction. Makes sense for Dorinthia. And then until the end of turn, target Dawnblade hits plus one, and damage that would be, uh, that this would deal can't be prevented. Uh, this is coming into the set where we expect to see Prism with the Ward mechanic. Um, mm-hmm. This is definitely going to be a card to be effective versus that. Prism has been a bugaboo for Dorinthia in the past, just because of her Arclight Sentinel turns, as well as 
just being able to get enough spectral shields to just prevent the Dawnblade from ever hitting. So just making sure that it will hit is something that's needed. Um, so they're they're allowing the old heroes to have a chance here, which I like. And then it has that unity mechanic that when it defends together with a card from hand, you create a curse token. And then under any number of heroes control, we do not know what a curse token is yet, though. Mm-mm. Any guesses? Uh, take right now. Uh, no, I have no I'm guess. Gu- I'm, I'm you know what? If it's like Courage of Blade Hold, maybe it allows your weapons to swing for free next turn. That could be it. That could be good. I was thinking maybe go again on a weapon attack. Yeah. Like a sword, like a that sword or, I mean, might be that. too powerful. I'm not sure. <laughs> like, just free go against pretty good. Uh, but maybe. I mean, maybe it's really up in the air, sure. right? So, who it's knows? Exciting. Yeah. Exciting. Definitely very exciting for that. Um, all right, and then the last one we have, which this, I think, really sums it up on why we're getting so many of these specialization cards. Uh, Alluring Inducement, um, Shiana specialization. So we get, you know, Shiana gets her own. Uh, another yellow pitch. This one costs two. This was an attack action that comes in for two and defends for two. And it says, when this attacks, defending here reveals their hand. You may choose an attack action card revealed this way if you do. This becomes the chosen card. Um, obviously, this would be terrible against like Kano or like <laughs> Dorindia, you know, oh a deck that doesn't have attacks. But if they ha- do have attacks, um, you know, people don't put bad cards in their deck. So having the opportunity to play your opponent's cards, um, you're not actually playing their card, but you're kind of playing that their card. It's pretty yeah. cool. It's pretty cool. It's a little phantasmal image. Yeah, yeah that's. Just copy your crippling crush. Come in with your crippling crush. Right, yeah. Another crippling crush. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you and you do it for two resources too. So that's like the big thing. It's like that's what really makes this card really cool. You know, Shiana's always is a shapeshifter, so her being able to turn into a card is really cool. But her being able to turn to any card that your opponent has in their hand for two resources, obviously that could be as small as like a snatch, but that mm-hmm. could be as big as like a crippling crush, like you said. So um, you know, depends on the hero that you're going against, but yeah, the more beefier heroes, you're kind of, you know, pretty happy about that. So maybe against Fi, eh. <laughs> Mountain Anger, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, uh, this has unity as well. So when this defends with a card from hand, create an eloquence token under any number of heroes control. We do know what an eloquence token is. That one has been spoiled to us. That is the, um, the box topper for the case, I believe. Something like that. Uh, if you it, yeah, if you get it with uh, Star City Games, you get uh, a cold foil eloquence token uh, as a as a box topper with a case. And the eloquence token says when you play a non attack action card, destroy it, and the card gets go again. Um, so you know this is could be used for like a lot of people are saying uh, Tome Fiendel or yeah Tome mm-hmm. Fiendel. Makes yeah. sense. That would be a great one to have go again. Um, Passing Mirage, you know. I mean, there's like a ton of stuff that you just would take the go again on. So that could really work out. So uh, pretty, pretty cool to get the Eloquence token. Uh, interested to see where it goes with that. No, the, uh, that card's exciting. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I'm interested to see how many more specialization we're going to get. 
Mm-hmm. With uh, Shiana being mentioned in this set, she was mentioned in the lore previously. I'm curious if we're going to get an adult Shiana. That would be very, very cool. I don't know if there's enough cards to make a great deck, <laughs> but be so uh, it would be cool. I think it would do good for the game as far as like the creativity aspect. Um, so yeah, looking forward to that. And then looking forward to more specializations. I, I kind of think we're going to get some more so that a Shiana deck is more and more possible. Mm-hmm. You no, sleepy boy, Gabe. He <laughs> got a yeah, lot of yawning it's... going on. <laughs> I apologize, team. It is closer towards my end of the day for me. So <laughs> I'm a little more sleepy, I guess. I wasn't noticing that, but yeah, that's my bad. Whoops. Um, but back on the specialization, well, even how they made like Flail of Agony a specialization, and then showing us specialization to start. That's off a very with. good point. Yeah, I really do think they're going to hammer out specialization. So maybe there is adult Shiana, and that's all I'm going to play from here on out. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that would be fun. I mean, like, being able to play with all the specialization cards would be a ton of fun. Uh, curious to see where it goes. Um, she even might have some sort of talent connected with her uh, in her lore. You know, she mm-hmm. is uh, being kind of mind-wiped into being with Solana. So oh. she might be a light illusionist, uh, which would pre- give her open to some light cards. So... Uh, be interested to see if that happens. Uh, then you can play Social Cataclysm uh, if you have a soul. <laughs> um, hey, that'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see if it's the same Shiana as well. So we'll, we'll kind of see what, how that turns out. But yeah, those are the spoilers that have happened over the last two weeks. Um, we'll probably get a few more in, but come. Uh, I think June 30th. So a whole month from now is when we officially get our spoiler season, when they're really just going to come in, pow, pow, pow. We'll see them all. Mm-hmm. So I'm uh, excited to to get those underway. Excited to see what comes out of, uh, of that set. So, so um, can, yeah. I, can I jump in with one random tangent while we're still kind yeah. of in this area? Yeah, go for it. Let's talk about the poster for the armory kit. Is it, sure. Do we, do we think that's going to be even sex? I know we were talking about how they look kind of beefy, and they might be more of the um, uh, control style. Like, what were your thoughts on that? Because I know we wanted to talk about that, but I don't think we dove into it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think Vincette is. So I was, I was looking at her art because I was doing some things with Flesh and Bobble with her, and I was noticing that she's really heavily equipped, and there's like rune. Uh, symbols on the equipment itself. So I, I got to imagine that there's something to that. Okay. Um, I, the weapon's a little underwhelming. So I kind of think <laughs> okay. that her ability might be more on the defensive, which would be really cool to see a new mechanic be brought into the room blades. Um, yeah, so I'm kind of curious. We'll see how that kind of turns out. But well, that's my suspicions. It'd be sweet because, you know, Shadow has the carrying husk, so that's like ultra defensive. So Yeah, very. Camp yeah, she could be a stuff. tank. She could very well just be a hella big tank. <laughs> um, sorry, that was a little random, but that makes, yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, no, it's it's, uh, it's fun to speculate on that one to kind of see what, what comes out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, do we, yeah. do we know how, do we know how many heroes are going to be in the new set? There'll probably be four to six. There's usually about okay. yeah. So. If they announced it or not. 
I don't think they have. I think as far as what they've announced, it's um, nothing new as of last time that we spoke. Okay. Um, and I think that's honestly kind of wrapping things up here. It's just Rogue's national season, so we're getting a lot of deck lists, and we're getting in, you know, uh, you know, a few spoilers here and there just mm-hmm. to keep people's interest high. Um, and then at the big news, just all of them being LL'd. But um, after that, it's just fab as usual. You know, it's a very active time to be a flesh and blood player playing all these RTNs. Um, and then afterwards, we'll have a, a little a little break period where you get to play a, a no older meta before the new heroes <laughs> come out. So that'll be fun. And then once the new heroes are out, it's going to be a whole new meta, a whole new grind fest coming. Nationals will be on its way. Monarch draft into Dust to Dawn. All, everything's going to get exciting all over again. So, uh, yeah, I imagine we'll have some news. And we'll try to get some some new guests in to, to keep things spicy around here as well. So, uh, yeah, I think that's yeah, the plan. Sounds, sounds perfect to me. I'm excited for all the future that it has to hold. Cool. Sweet. Yeah, awesome. All right. Well, so I think that'll do it. You know, a little short episode, just um, you know, just a kind of a recap and just to keep up with the podcast because we don't want to have you guys think that we've forgotten about all y'all and we love doing the <laughs> podcast. So it's just I think from here on, like I said, we'll do the weekdays instead of the weekend because usually we're playing flesh and blood on the week uh the weekend, mm-hmm. so it's hard to do the podcast all the time. So at least this will allow us to keep on schedule for, for you guys and for us. We love doing these so uh, anything else you want to talk about, Gabe? Nope, I'm content. This was a glorious day, my friend. All right. Well, uh, thanks. Thank you guys for for watching. Um, we got some cool stuff coming for the YouTube page, so check us out in the next couple of weeks. We're, we're pretty excited what's coming up. Uh, but oh, until yeah. then, uh, keep on fabbing. I'll catch you on the next one.